welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 208. It is Monday, April. That's right. We are officially in April, April 3rd, 2023. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I certainly did. We were talking backstage. Um, I had an amazing day with the Lord on Saturday. Uh, Lauren went to go hang out with Illumination. And um, and so I was home alone. And man, I was I was like being creative, you know, trying to practice what I'm preaching, really just pressing into that. Um, walking out that word that God gave the body of Christ um, for this season. And I was working on my short film that I talked about on episode 200. And um, I'll, I'll probably post some pictures on my Instagram of some of the stuff I was working on. But man, it was an amazing time, like just with the Lord. That was the thing that marked it. It was cool. Like the stuff I was doing, I got a lot of work done, um, you know, but um, it was really marked by just intimacy with the Lord. It was just, he was just there, man. It was so great. I was like, I'd be working all of a sudden. I would just like start crying in his presence. <laughs> And then I'd go back to working and then a couple hours would go by and then just start crying again. You know, so it was, yeah, amazing. Great. So go be creative, everybody. If you guys are listening on Spotify and you are not following us yet, give us a follow. That'll really help us out. And then if you're listening on the app, you can give us an honest review. Um, and we appreciate it. We really appreciate it. We love you guys over there. A um, lot, of, lot of traffic over in the podcast arena, which is great. So uh, my guest today is a singer, songwriter. He's an author. Let's give it up for Christian indie rock artist, Monday, Voltron Martin. What? Oh, oh, he fell asleep, guys. Oh, sorry. What? Yeah. Yeah, you're on a now? show. You're on a <clears throat> Elijah Fire. So uh, yeah. How are you, bud? I'm doing fabuloso. How are you, man? I'm good. Thank you for having me on your show again. Thank you. Absolutely. Just wanted to say thank you to you, Jeff, and and Steve, Julie, Illumination, and and all the support you've you've shown, uh, Jennifer, my wife, and I. Yeah. Just we amazing. Love we love you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Ditto. Oh, now I always think of Voltron when I think of you because you have put, you have put. Uh, today it just says Monday Martin right there. See, I removed the overlay so people could see. But oh, right on. a lot of times you put Voltron on there. And so now I just think of you as Voltron. So when I go to order coffee, I always, they're like, what's the name on the drink? And I say Voltron. So they're like, Voltron, <laughs> your green tea match is ready. <laughs> the other day I had them do He-Man. They're like, He-Man. Oh, Coffee's I love up. it. I <laughs> love fun. it, dude. I God has a sense power. of humor. And yes, he does, man. Yeah, people, people love create creative people. Mm -hmm. Not everybody likes creative people, but but most people generally actually speaking, most, most people, people like humor. Most people consume content created by creative people. So it is right. You know, you have said it. Yeah. So I have spoken. Yeah. We're all listening to music. We're all watching TV shows. We're all no matter what they are, there's there's a, a measure of creativity involved. More than a measure. And so speaking of creative, we're talking about the miraculous today signs yeah. and wonders it's fun man yeah but i love how you were in the glory saturday 
And I think a lot of the viewers that are watching are going to start experiencing that on a whole new level of why is God just coming the author and finisher of everything into my room and just spending the whole day with me. And it's because he, he loves you. And I was in the presence like that this weekend too, Jeff. And the Holy Spirit was just like, I need you to know that the reason I'm visiting you is because you are all I need. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, what? You've got like billions of children. He's like, you don't understand. You're a, you're a divine blueprint. There's no one like you. And he, I always often tell people like Jesus would have died on the cross for you. If you were the only person on earth, he still would have done it. And the Lord spoke that to me the other day. He was like, Monday, if you were the only one I had to die for, I would have done it. Mm. So he takes every individual relationship as, as if it's just, it's like his world, you and him. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's crazy because I, uh, I was sitting there and I actually had my, I was doing something else, but for some reason I had my Bible open. That's just kind of the day that it was. I was like working on my little miniature sets and, and, uh, and then I would just like jump into, um, I would jump into just like reading the word, but I had it open and it was in, um, second Corinthians where Paul is talking about a thorn in his flesh. And, and I just saw in my Bible, the part where God speaks to him, um, is in red. And so I just like my eyes gravitated towards the red and he said, you know, it's the part where he says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect, perfect, perfect in weakness. And for some reason, I read that and immediately it was just like his presence hit so strong, man. And I just like <laughs> got all weepy. Um, mm. And that was that. It's just it. It was just like a great, oh. a great, great, great time. Okay. I'll stop talking about it, but it was great. I and tell people it's, it's new every time, like in his presence, it feels like you're, you're there for the first time again. It's it's hard to explain, but it never gets old. His presence overwhelms you with joy in this life. Yeah. It's your anecdote for all yeah. the trials we go through. Yeah. Amen. Presence Amen. of God. All right. So let's talk about um, you know, you've yeah. seen you and you and Jen both have seen many a wild miracle. Um, but especially even now that you are you know, you're, you're not within the four walls of the church. You're going out and you're, you're, um, you know, you're being a light in dark places. Um, so let's just talk about it, man. Um, how long have you been seeing wild miracles happening? (laughs) Well, I mean, you get yourself into a position where you see wild miracles happen. How do you position yourself for it? Yeah. Um, honestly, it started as a child. Um, this isn't even in my notes, but, um, the Lord was showing me like, uh, like the eternal realm. Even as a child, I was taken at the age of three. Um, and I don't know why he chose to do this when I was three, but he showed me hell and I was able to see, you know, why people went there, that it was this place of suffering. It was hot. It was in the middle of the earth. Um, and who knows, it could have just been the prayers of my grandmother, just stirring stuff she was a godly, godly woman and prayed and she was an intercessor for my whole family. Um, but I was having these crazy encounters and I was a seer and we talk about being a seer 
um, one of the things that happens is you see angels, you see demons um, growing up and you, you might have some, the reason people make movies like Monsters, Inc. is because these are real things that happen to kids. Kids can see into the supernatural realm. And it was, it was so traumatizing for me um, seeing some of this, this stuff growing up that frankly, God had to remove that to protect me. Um, and it's, it's a whole long story, but the way I got saved was supernatural. Um, Jesus literally came and knocked on my chest as my dad was saying the sinner's prayer with me. And he was like, you're going to, Jesus is going to knock on your heart. You just open up the door and let him in. And literally I felt Jesus knock on my heart when I was saying the sinner's prayer and my dad began weeping. And so the supernatural um, has always attracted me. I'm a creative and I was born in a musical family. We all sang TV commercials in the 1980s. And um, many of you have already heard that. And so I love the creative part of God. I love the unexplainable. I love things that God does that nobody can put into a box, that nobody can explain with human diction. It's just Jesus loves to be, to have us be in awe and always in a place of childlike faith, never thinking you fully have Christianity figured out. Cause when you get to that place, um, it's no longer euphoric. It's no longer enticing. It's no longer wonderful. And God wants us to have this sense of awe. And often you see in Jesus's ministry, he used this sense of awe to reach people and to show them that his power was real and to show them that he was the Messiah. So we as a prophetic people, I'm talking to you today, we also need to ask and press into God to be a people of signs and wonders. And that's the topic of the show today, I believe, to be a people that are going to show this generation that Satan, he does all this crazy stuff. We know there's witches. We know there's warlocks. We know there's new age, but it's all a counterfeit. Because the real right. power, when it shows up, every demon screams, dude. <laughs> and every, I mean, even the way we do church, you know, like you can't even produce the glory of God with any ministerial effort. When he shows up, oftentimes we have to throw out our ideas, our programs, throw out the notes, let him come, let him touch his people, get out of the way, let God come, take over the meeting because he knows how to get into each person's heart better than we can, better than what we can say, better than what we can preach. And he knows how to deliver us. He knows how to heal our hearts. He knows how to, for lack of better words, woo us to himself. Yeah. Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So I have a scripture that I'd love to open up with. And if you have questions, you want to keep me, um, keep me tracking through, uh, I have some some stories that I feel like are going to really let's go for it. Don't dude. you, who, who doesn't love stories like dude, stories I'm, of the miracles? I, that's my jam. Every time I've heard David Hogan preach, it's like, that's my jam. Like he tells these wild stories of like food multiplying and wow. crazy miracles, people getting raised from the dead all over Mexico. And that stuff just lights you on fire. You're like, why not in my neighborhood? Yeah. Why not in my city? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, I don't have a whole sermon, but the Lord said, be simple today. Make it so easy. So I read, I want to read Acts 19, 11. Acts 19, 11. And it says, y'all are going to love this scripture. And I hope you can look at it in a whole new perspective. Great. All right. So 
I'll actually pre uh, preface it with 10. This went on for two years so that all the Jew Jews and Greeks who lived in the province of Acts heard the word of the Lord. And God, Acts 19.11, was doing extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul. That King James Version says special miracles. The New King James Version says unusual miracles. And the word extraordinary appears over and over and over throughout all these different translations. But it's a common theme. Special, unusual. Here's one. Not common in the, literally, the literal standard version. And also mighty deeds. So I love that. Not common. So God loves to stretch us to experience the uncommon. And why does he do that? There's always a method to why he does it. And we can go into that through this interview. But um, God doesn't just choose the people behind the pulpits, the evangelists on the forefront. Their social medias are blowing up. He wants to do this through the lives of everyday people, even unseen people, unknown people. And that's what Jennifer Martin, my wife's whole word about the dark horses is, is God's raising up people. And they're gonna they're gonna perform miracles in their community, and even one miracle, Jeff. We've seen God just do one miracle that opened up entire families, um, that opened up entire communities to the gospel. Okay, so now I see that God's real. Let me hear more about Him. You see what I'm, you see what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. So it's just that's what signs and wonders do. God does them so that people can believe in His Son, because that's the only way to be saved. And God's going to work overtime to try to get people saved. He'll do whatever he can. And uh, normally it's among a people that are very hungry, very open. You see, Jesus couldn't do many wonders in Nazareth because of their unbelief. And he could only do a few miracles there. That's what the Bible says. Yeah, Even man. Jesus was limited to the power that he could release because of the unbelief. He, they, could have, they could have had popcorn miracle service and they settled for a few. And God doesn't want a few. He wants to do abundance, you know, because listen, you, when he fed the multitudes, it was seven, uh, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 baskets left over of loaves and fishes, man. And, yeah. and God even wants to do that with miracles. He wants to do that with prophecy. He wants to do that with all of you. He is abundant. I came that they may have life and life more abundant. Jeff, I don't know why I'm preaching today. No, Someone's hungry today and you're it's pulling. Really Amen. Amen. Something That's that I was like, you know, it's interesting though, because I, you know, we talk about that, that part in the gospels when he couldn't, you can only do a couple of miracles, but one that actually has been really standing out to me lately a lot has also been when Jesus delivers the man of Legion and they were like, he's like chilling afterwards and he's like totally normal. And the people they're like, dude, you got to go. Like they're telling Jesus, you got like, they're afraid. Like, yeah, because of what happened, they're like, you have to go, like you can't stay here, and and he they he just delivered that guy who was like wrecking anybody who that walked by like the 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 the, the tombs tombstones the graveyard yeah and he was just like jumping everybody that came by you know and then Jesus yeah. totally set him free and they were like no you gotta leave sorry this is too much yeah, no they're like so but what happened what happened with that guy. Jesus said, you can't come with me. He was, right. like, he was like, I want to come with you. But what happened? And I talked about one miracle can open up a community. That guy went back to his town and they had a revival. 
And so that's why Jesus was sent there is, isn't that fascinating to think about? And the Lord even showed me that that, that, that was actually a principality. Legion was a principality ruling spirit in a man. And that's why they encountered the storm because um, that principality had sent that storm to try to no, stop Jesus and his point. disciples from coming to deliver that man. Jesus knew why he was sent there. The enemy knew why he was coming. He tried to stop him, but Jesus could not be stopped. He cannot be stopped. Come on, listener. I'm on fire today, man. There's this whole fresh new thing on me. Yeah. Um, but I stories. want you to know Give us some that, stories, bro. And yes, we're going to get, we're getting into that right now. Yeah. But God's going to, I'm telling you guys, that one man changed his whole city. And you think one miracle is just like, oh, it's just one little miracle. No, man, that miracle can, God moves through stories. You know, the Jewish people were taught to tell the stories of coming out of Egypt to their children and their children's children. God uses stories to open the heavens up over people. How do we overcome the enemy? By the word of our testimony, right. by the blood of the lamb. That's good, man. So really I'm good. excited. Yeah. Now, the 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 moment that that I got saved, I had already seen a lot of supernatural stuff growing up. Um, we had been in a church in Connecticut that had experienced revival at a Episcopalian church, and the Holy Spirit was moving healings, miracles, deliverance, um, and they still kept their liturgy. Like we were still saying, "The Lord be with you," and also with you. But God was still moving. Um, my dad got saved supernaturally. That's a whole nother story in and of itself, it would take a book. Um, but one of the first wonders that God showed me as a young believer was the audible voice of God. And when you talk about that, we're not talking about how sometimes we hear from God through pictures or sometimes an intuition. It literally, his voice thundered in my room and was so loud. And it says in, uh, in the Bible, it says that God's voice breaks the cedars and I was being attacked one night at the age of 21 uh, and demons had come into the room and I had sleep paralysis and they were holding me. I could feel them laughing, taunting me. And I was just, I was paralyzed in my bed and um, I had the most supernatural experience. I don't know if it was a dream. I don't know if I was like my spirit hopped out of my body. But all I know is I was in this whole other spiritual world. It wasn't my room anymore. There was wow. no more dimensions. It felt like there was no more time. And I walked into a room while I was being paralyzed in my bed. I'm having this dream that I walk in a room and Jesus is there. And I thought it was my cousin, but it was actually the voice of God speaking because I was like, dude, you need to come into my room and help me. I am being attacked by the devil. And he was like, no, you go and you take authority over those spirits. And I was like, okay. So I went back <laughs> and it's, it's, I don't have any way to explain it. It took me a long time to walk back to my room. The corridors were huge. The rooms expanded. It was like so much more space. By the time I finally could get back to my bed, my physical body woke up sleep paralysis, can't move, can't think what's going on, can't even say the name of Jesus. And all of a sudden, I was able to talk because I wanted these demons gone. And I said, Lord, I don't want to fear devils. I want to fear you. Fear is what's been keeping me back my whole life. 
Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. So out of revelation, I just begin to say, I want to fear you, Lord. I don't want to fear these demons. They're losers. I had this whole revelation of how weak they really were. And the moment I said, I want to fear you, my room felt like it had an earthquake. The Bible talks about the voice of the Lord sounding like many waters. Mm -hmm. And that's what it sounded like. I've been to Niagara Falls and it sounded like that times 80, like Niagara Falls on steroids. And the voice of God spoke, you will learn to fear me. And it was like, you just try to imagine like a movie with the most powerful, crazy, awesome voice of God you've ever heard. And it shook my chest. It's like, have you ever been at a concert and the bass is turned up so loud you're, vi- you're vibrating? Mm-hmm. You yeah. will learn to fear me. But it wasn't like a scary voice. It was compassionate, patient, kind, loving. And the demons, when they heard the voice of God, they let go of me. And all of a sudden, what was a scary room was flooded with the peace of God. So that was one of the first wonders I've experienced. So was that a turning point for you then for like, rather than being um, assaulted by demons or visited by dark figures, all that, I mean, which are demons, but um, was that a turning point for you then? Was that, that encounter? To be honest, to be honest with you, I have not had any, I've had nightmares, but I've not ever seen demons in my room again. Um, after that encounter, um, <laughs> let's just, I'm, I'm getting this by revelation right now. They're like, I ain't ever going to that boy's bedroom yeah. again. <laughs> because dude, they know like God showed up for that kid. Mm. I ain't ever going to mess with him again. And so it's been a grace, honestly, because I used to see demons growing up. Uh, I woke up one time in a, I saw a black three-dimensional shadow in my room hovering over my brother's bed, staring viciously at me, and he didn't have a face. And these kind of things terrified me growing up. Uh, but after that voice of God encounter, yeah, you're right, man. Um, no more night terrors like I used to have. Wow. It was pretty awesome. So you mentioned sleep paralysis, which is my wife and I kind of laugh. I want to hear your your thoughts on it, but my wife and I kind of laugh about like how the medical field tries to explain certain things away. They're like, you might see demonic or red eyes. You might see uh feel a dark presence in the room. You might feel a pressure on your chest. This is all this is nothing. I'm like that it's like all these weird, like unrelated things. But from I your know. experience is sleep paralysis demonic it's not a pizza dream let's just put it that way yes it is demonic it is uh, here's here's the thing let's make it real simple for the viewer jesus said that thief comes not but to kill steal destroy i have come that they may have life sleep paralysis steals your peace it's the devil boom bada bing bada boom it's a demonic attack because he comes to steal peace. He comes to steal joy. He comes to destroy lives and night terrors do that. So people, you trust in a big God and your night terrors can flee. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Buddy of mine, you, um, he suffered from that. And so he, and this is a Christian guy, you know, I wouldn't say that he was spirit filled at the time, but 
he confessed to me that he had been smoking weed because he his sleep paralysis was so bad that he would smoke weed to go to bed so that he didn't have to do that but it completely shut him off like from the spirit like he was just dead it does man yeah and and so he he said that like that was that was like a big thing that you know he had to have victory in but uh, i found that really interesting i mean it's just like right there i mean the fact that the fact that he had to do that to quiet that down or or to stop that but then it completely shut him off from the spirit you know it's very yeah. telling yeah and that that's a whole huge subject weed the moment i started doing it i fell into clinical depression mm -hmm. my life went went south so it's once again it's those it's the counterfeit like god god created pleasure you know he created he wants to intoxicate us i talk about this in my book um ecstatic christianity like he wants to give us pleasure you know he created pleasure for a man and a wife you know to enjoy and make children together and and um those 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 parts of our brain that experience um pleasure and experience um endorphins and, ex and experience um uh i'm forgetting what the word is but it'll probably come to my memory but uh, some examples of people feeling that pleasure, dopamine. dopamine. Um, a woman experiences that when she nurses her child, and um, and people also experience it. You know, doing drugs and and um, with pornography addictions. But God's got a sign and a wonder, and I'll tell you what it is. It is the Helper, the Comforter. He said, "I cannot wait to go." Basically, I'm paraphrasing Jesus' words, but he was like how I am straightened until this is accomplished. I have to go so that the helper will come because when he comes, boom, revival is going to come and he's going to convict the whole world of their sin, their judgment, their righteousness. And man, when you get in the presence of God, I've had so many people tell me it's like a high. It's like drugs, but it's even better. We've ministered to a lot of heroin junkies and when they get filled with the Holy Spirit, they're like, bro, that's better than heroin. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like wow. God's like, Oh yeah, I yeah. am. You stay on the streets all day asking people for money and you give your whole life for this drug. I just gave it to you for free. And that was just a taste, mm -hmm. you know? And I tell people that like, this is just a taste of what's to come. When I've led people into that prayer to receive that drunken joy of Jesus. Oh my gosh. It's just a taste of the things to come and mm. lo i am with you always even until the end of the world mm. so that holy spirit is the high like no other high and it's probably when we talk about the subject of signs that make you wonder i would say just that that euphoria in the holy spirit is my favorite but we're going to go on because i have some really interesting stories to share with you guys today okay Keep going. Here we go. You want to keep going? Yeah. So yeah, what more, happened more stories. after the audible voice of God, Jeff, I knew Jesus is real. The Father is very real and the Holy Spirit is very real. And I knew if I read my Bible and I read the words in red and I pray for the power. I love that. Read the words in red and pray for the power. I said, I'm going to see it. 
I'm going to see what the Acts, what, what the disciples in Acts saw. So, Lord, please help me tell the, the microwave version of this. Amen. I was, I was at my college, and I would go in classrooms, and I would interrupt the class, and I would say, hey, like, I noticed that girl's in a wheelchair. Do you mind if I pray for her? Because she's going to get up if I do. Like, Jeff, this faith came on me, man. And I was going all over my co- college campus right after that, that encounter of the voice of the Lord that I had. And I wanted everyone to encounter him just like I did. And I was preaching to classrooms. I would wait five minutes before the teacher walked in and I would go and talk to classrooms and I would try to introduce people to the glory of God. And um, I've heard Todd White share the story. He prayed for many people to get out of wheelchairs before it happened. But I was determined it didn't happen the first time, the second time, the third time, maybe the 10th, 11th, 12th. But as I kept saying, I will not be denied. God showed up and God's looking for those kind of persistent warriors. Um, He's looking for people that will, that will, it almost sounds sacrilegious to say, but God literally wants us to put a demand on heaven, demand our authority in Jesus. And you speak and you loose things on earth and God will loose it in heaven and you bind things on earth and it shall be bound in heaven. And I just love that. Um, so I, I started seeing miracles in some of the services that Jennifer and I started preaching. And we were on missions to Israel. We lived there for about a year. On one of our layovers, we went to Paris, France, and God opened up a door for me to preach. And at that service, there was a, a crippled woman there that could not walk without a cane. And she was very crippled. And <clears throat> she walked up to me and stood in front of me while I was preaching. And I was like, Oh, I've never done this. Like, you know, like, what do I do? (laughs) Well, I've tried it in the classrooms and it didn't work. But the only thing I can say is the gift of faith was, was upon me. And I had this picture, like a comic strip inside of me just went off. And I was like, if I take her cane and I throw it across the room, she's going to walk. And I believed it, you know, and Jeff, do you think I did it? Yeah, you think I did it, bro. I don't know what got I don't know what got a hold of me, but I took that woman's cane and I said, see you. I chucked it across <laughs> the room, dude. She would have fallen, but by the grace of God. And she wobbled at first, and all of a sudden she started walking, and all of a sudden she started running, and all of a sudden she was dancing around <clears throat> that church building. Man, and my God, Jeff. I have never seen a group of people freak out like I did that day because they all knew who this woman was. They knew her condition mm-hmm. and they were like, Oh, hallelujah!" you know, and, um, listen, man, when I gave an altar call for people to receive uh, Jesus that day, the deacons came and got saved. I mean, come on, dude, you see wow. the power of God. It, it ignites a childlike faith in you again. And you're like, dude, I ain't messing with sin anymore. This God is more real than I thought he was. And that's that's what happens with the miraculous, isn't it? I'm sure you've got stories like that. I'm sure listeners. Nowhere near as many as stories. you. Yeah. <laughs> but it is that thing, you know, it's like, yeah. and I, I, always, I always tell people, if you honor what's on my life, 
you know, just receive. Because if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. And so you could be in a service and you can get impartations off people just because you honor the gift on their life. And that's one of the most important things I would share with you about walking in signs and wonders is you see it on someone else's life and it'll start happening in your life. Hey, man, uh, people may not like like him. I love him. But every time I watch Benny Hinn services as a young believer, I would cry. And I honored what was on his life. And who knows if that woman began walking because I received something from his ministry and it came upon my life. So, and that was one of the first public miracles that we'd ever seen in a church setting. And uh, my wife and I had tenacity and we began to believe if God can do it in a church, why can't he do it? Among the lost, sorry, mm-hmm. among, woo, among the lost. See, dude, it gets me every time. Mm-hmm. It's that Jesus is a friend of sinners, and I cannot get over the love that I have for the lost man. I'm this. I mean, every week now, I'm going to clubs, I'm going to bars, I'm going and just sitting at the bar stools with people. And I'm listening to their stories, and um. I'm hearing all of their regrets and their shame. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just bringing them the bread of life, man. And it's, it's just, it's, God is so wild. He's so wild. Um, He loves people so much. You're a believer, right? And you're like, man, I need that compassion again for the lost. We'll just, just take it right now. Just honor what the Lord's pouring out in this episode and just mm. say, you know what, Lord, I want that compassion for the lost. Yeah. I want that brokenness. And that's, that's the ones that if Jesus can save, are going to turn the world upside down. You think about it. Jesus didn't pick a lot of like all to do people. Like got it all together. He picked some of the most broken people, bro. Cussing fishermen and just filthy people. You know, like Peter was like, I'm, you can't, why me? <laughs> Even Isaiah was like, dude, I'm a man of unclean lips. These people that I meet in bars, they're just like that. They're like, what? God doesn't love me because they've been shamed by the devil all their life. But man, I met this, I met this lady and uh, I hope that's not too controversial for you guys, but I do go to bars. I don't no, drink. Man. I might have a Red Bull and I might order a meal. And, um, but they're, I'm building trust among the people that are broken. And, um, so this woman, you know, when people drink, they're going to tell you their life story. I was uh, getting in a conversation with this woman about how I got set free from drugs just the other night, two nights ago. And, and so she was like, yeah, I've done this and I've done what you used to do because I used to do LSD. And she was like, I've never tried shrooms, though. So that's something I want to try. And, you know, I could have been like super religious and been like, you shall not try shrooms. But I don't know why, but the Lord spoke through me and said, lady, don't try shrooms. You could just go watch the Smurfs and be just as fine. (laughs) (laughs) And and I was expecting her to be like, why did you say the Smurfs? Well, get this. The next day, she had bought tickets to a Smurf event. And they were oh, going to wow. walk through the city and do a treasure hunt. And it was this whole Smurf game for, with their phones. <laughs> and so, wow. and, I, and I was like, like I was like, do you see? Low-key word of knowledge. Yeah. 
it was a low key word of knowledge. And I was like, do you see how the Lord showed me that? And it spoke through me. And I'm so, it's like Jesus, he spoke to Nathaniel and said, before I met you, I saw you sitting underneath the fig tree. And that was a wonder that caused Nathaniel to say, you, you're the Messiah. And he's like, you believe just because of a word of knowledge, I'm the Messiah. After this, you'll see the heavens open <laughs> and you'll see angels descending and ascending upon the son of man. So it may start off with something strange, like you saying, don't do shrooms, just watch the Smurfs. God was saying a little joke because he knew her future. He knew what was going to happen that next day. And so it's through these kind of encounters that we lead people to understand that God is on the same page with them and he died for them so that he could have them. Um, and all of this, you know, over the years uh, translated. And what I did today was I sort of, you know, picked out my favorite testimonies. And I know one of the first things in our notes is wild miracles. Throughout my 23 years of ministry, I've seen some of the most wild miracles that cannot be explained, but they bore fruit. And um, so is, is it cool if I just keep rolling and share something that happened yeah, man, in absolutely. Venezuela? Yeah, dude. But first we got to say, la, 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 la. All right. Sorry. That was stupid. <laughs> Smurfs. Anyways. In, it has been a um, long time since I've seen the Smurfs. So I think I was like yeah. six. So I barely remember it. I mean, well, here's what's weird. I was told by Christian friends not to because there was some pretty evil stuff. Gargamel, you know, was he was doing potions and witchcraft. Product of the nineties, early nineties. But so. God used God used a secular reference with this woman at the bar the other day. And it's mm -hmm. like, man, Holy Spirit is not as religious as you think, man. He wants to get on people's level. And one of the ways he does that also is he feeds people. Um, one of Jesus's greatest miracle was the miracle of multiplication. Um, we did not ask for this. We did not expect it. We had no clue what was going to happen. But my wife and I visited Venezuela and we were invited to be part of a huge outdoor Jesus event. And one of the things that the organizers had planned was to go feed the, the lost, feed the homeless, feed the poor in the poorest ghetto of Caracas. And one of the things they didn't tell us was this is a place where like literally cops are afraid to go, but because of the drug lords that live there. And so they, they didn't, they failed to mention that to us, but Hey, we're there anyways. And yes, um, I kept having this intercession because I felt like there was guns being pointed at us. And literally we found out later as I was rebuking guns and I was saying, we need to come into agreement. We need to break these violent attacks against us. There was a guy that was sent by drug lords that day to kill us because of what we were doing. And the security guard of that outdoor event felt led to go share his testimony of how he got set free from drug dealing to a young man. The young man begins weeping, gets saved, puts his gun down right in front of the guard and says, I was going to kill you guys today, but now I want Jesus. Dude, it was wild. And we went out that day and all of the team put money together to go buy groceries for the poor. So we were going knocking door to door in this ghetto and we were like seeing moms weep with bags of groceries. And they were like, I was just praying. 
that God would give us food this week because I don't have any money. And like, dude, people were getting ministered to, yeah, people I love were that getting stuff. saved. Man. And we'd go to the next door and just Thanksgiving would break out. And we had only bought something like, I, I say the number 13, but it may have been more. It may have been like 20 to 25 bags of groceries. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. But they kept reaching in the wheelbarrow and pulling out a bag, kept reaching in a wheelbarrow and pulling out a bag. And we fed that whole street and the, the leaders counted how many bags of groceries we handed out and we handed out so much more bags of groceries than we started with because that thing just kept multiplying. Every time we'd reach in there, another bag would appear. Wow. This is the story of God's glory. Mm-hmm. And the fruit was that people were getting saved. Moms were crying. Compassion was being released. So angels came and touched those bags of groceries, dude. I don't know how Jesus no did kidding, it. No kidding, man. Bread and the, lotion, the, the lotions, the loaves and the fishes, but bro, <laughs> we experienced it. And if that wasn't to shock all of us enough, that night we were preaching at that outdoor meeting and tons of bags of more groceries were delivered and showed up. Um, at the stage, right in front of the stage, and no one knew how they got there. So the team was confounded. I'll never forget my friend Nathan Mercado. He was the leader of this, and he was he's like, I, I we really saw the glory of God break out on that trip. I'll never forget that. We still talk about it. You know, so that's what okay. stories do. You know, it's it's we still talk about it two decades later, and God still gets the glory every time. We share it. And you may think, well, that's just for Monday. He's passionate and he's hungry and he's a signs and wonders guy and he's creative and he does music and evangelism and he's been to 34 countries. But I'm like, no, it's for you too. Do not forfeit your divine privilege to walk in authority to other spiritual leaders. This is for you. And I'll just leave it at that. Say law. Because this is for you. Yeah. And that's my big... That's that's one of my big prayers for uh, this show uh, podcast. But is it, it's was something that keeps coming up. But it's just my prayer is that you guys hear it or see it, however you're you know can, however you're listening to this or watching this. Um, you hear it enough times, and it, man, if it's that fifth, fifty millionth time that you have to hear it, where suddenly it clicks, like. Obviously, like the Holy Spirit is active and he's revealing himself to you guys and and, and giving deeper revelation going, you know what? No, I can do that. I can. It's not just a Monday thing. It's not just a, a this person or that person thing. I can do this, too. I have the same um, I have the same access that Monday does to the Holy Spirit, you know, and Ooh. and that's it, guys. And so I know we talk about this a lot, but I don't care because it's, it's important. I need to hear it uh, reminders of it just as much as everyone else does, you know? And, um, and, and that's why like fresh testimonies and hearing stories is so important. Um, it it does build your faith, man. You go, whoa, 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 whoa. Not only does it, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go for (laughs) it. Not only does it build your what? I was going to say, 
your own stories can build your faith of like, whoa, God did it there. He can do it here. But also it builds your faith by hearing other people's testimonies as well. Cause you go, if God did that for Monday in that crazy situation or this person in that crazy situation, he can do it here. That's so right. God show us what you got. So I've, and I felt led to say this just real briefly. I, I believe there's people that are in new age, you're in witchcraft mm. and you're feeling um, one, one of the most peaceful presences that you have ever experienced in your room. And it's upon you right now. And I just felt, I felt to share with you to just, it's okay just to, to receive that peace. It doesn't matter how broken you feel. It doesn't matter how shameful you feel for some of the things you've done. And some of you have uh, done unspeakable things. I know I sure did, but I just want to say to you that this is your moment. This is your this is your encounter and and don't be afraid to to be vulnerable at first but just begin to start your journey because the light is in, invading your atmosphere and darkness is fleeing so i just want to speak to you if you've been involved in satanism witchcraft light i know you've been taught to oppose it but it's actually coming to heal some of the things that happened in your traumatized childhood and just say I'm open. And I'll, that's all I want to say to you is just give the light a chance because the darkness you'll find is losing its grip. And it's you don't have to be afraid to, to say no to that contract you made with Satan because that light is way more powerful than anything he's threatened to do to you. So if you've made packs, blood packs, contracts with Satan, I don't want you to fear getting out of that contract because the light is about to shine in your heart and there is no demon in hell powerful enough to stop it. So I love you. And I just had to say that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Is it okay that I said that? <laughs> of course it is. I know that the Lord, is. I know there's some Satanists right now and man, you're loved. You're loved. I was a witchcraft person. I did new age. I did all that stuff, potions and different things. And you're loved. If God had to send Jesus to die on the cross just for you, he would have. I'll leave it at that. And you might have body piercings. You may be all pierced up. You may have like thousand rings in your ears. Your nose is pierced. Your eyebrows are pierced. Hey, I got somebody who was pierced too. His name's Jesus. And he's the coolest of all of us. He mm -hmm. loves you. All right. So, but this is fun because we were just talking about honoring what's on people's lives. So I used to watch David Hogan and man, he's had like over 50 people raised from the dead. Just him, him praying for people and wow. over 300 raised from the dead under his ministry in Mexico. So I was challenged to ask God for that. I'm still challenged to ask God for that. Um, but I'll never forget this. Here we are talking about signs and wonders. When I was about 23, I was newly married to Jennifer. I was driving to my parents' house. And on the way there, I started having chest pain. And I began to be concerned. Like, there's been a lot of fear in our history, in my family's history, of like fear of, you know, your heart stopping. Like, my dad used to have panic attacks, go to the hospital. But this time, I didn't know why I wasn't as afraid, but I knew. Something doesn't feel right. My chest is hurting. Um, I pulled into my parents' neighborhood, and there was a hoss. There was a uh, sorry. There was a paramedics there. There was a woman laid out on a stretcher, and there was firemen 
at a gas station and I pulled into the gas station remembering that I had just had that chest pain and I met the people on the scene. I met the husband and I met the husband and I told, I asked, I asked what happened. And he said his, his wife just died of a heart attack. And so when I remembered that I had just felt chest pain, all of a sudden I had faith that God was giving me a word of knowledge that would give me faith to see this woman healed. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So like God showed me pain in chest and then there I'm dealing with a woman who had it. And I began to speak to him compassionately. And I said, sir, I don't know why I said this man, but I said, as the Lord lives, your wife is going to live too. And he, he was very heartbroken. He was like, no, it's not going to happen. I said, why? He said, because I lost my first wife to a heart attack. And I said, sir, as the Lord lives, your wife is going to live. I said, watch. And I began to hold my hands out, stretched towards the woman inside of the ambulance because they had already put her in there to try to resuscitate her. The ambulance was shaking because they were trying to pump her heart. And I started speaking out loud in front of the paramedics, in front of the firemen, and I didn't care. I was like, you might as well just lose your reputation. And I said, breath of life, come from the four winds and breathe on this woman who is slain. And I kept saying it, and I kept looking at the husband, trying to like encourage him, she's going to live. And I just kept going. And I'll, inside, I'm like, dude, if this doesn't work, I'm, <laughs> I'm really out on this. I'm bad. way out there right now. Yeah. I'm already out there. I've already promised this guy something. It's like, you know, your doubts will still try to fight you in the middle of a miracle. But you just keep being persistent like the persistent widow. And you just say, <laughs> even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And he's like, I see your faith. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know what? In the name of Jesus, you're going to rise up. Breath of life, come from the four winds. And guess what? Those ambulance doors opened. Those paramedics looked outside at the husband, and they were so happy. And they said, we don't know what just happened, but we stopped resuscitating her. We were going to take her. And all of a sudden, she just got up. She just, and we said, what? They were like, she just, she just got up. She just. Dude. Sat up in her in her chair. She just sat up and said, oh, I'm alive. And I was like, and so here's what happened. I didn't get the guy's number. I should have, you know. I didn't get it on, on video. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a fun YouTube video. But it was just for him and it was just for that woman. I said, God rose your wife from the dead. And Jesus, you know, I, I think I said something like, Jesus loves you guys. And I and just he shook my hand, you know, and he was like, I just want to say thank you. And I was like, don't thank me, man. Thank, thank him. So that, that, was, that was in that season of my life where I was having these, these divine encounters with the Lord and spending um, extended days and weeks in his presence, just like you Saturday. Some of you wonder, like, why is God's presence on me? Like, you know, like he loves you. That's number one. He wants intimacy. That's number two. But number three. What does the Bible say about that? Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because 
Why? Because he's anointed you to preach good news, because he's anointed you to release the captives out of prison, and he's releasing you to declare the, the, the year of the Lord in his favor. So um, this is a warrior army that has to be risen up, and it's it, I need all of you to believe in yourself, and I need all of you to believe in your God, because it's not, we don't, we don't just need, you know, uh, people with names and people with recognition. Right. We need all of you. We need the smallest to the least. We need the grandmas to the youngest person to go and see God touch kids at your high school. And um, that's one of the places the Holy Spirit showed me recently. He's going to start showing up the strongest. And I even prophesy and declare it is going to be at the schools, man. Mm, We're going to start seeing divine intervention in schools. And I just saw this shooting at my own in my own city recently and uh, in Burton Hills, very close to where we are. And you know, the Lord had already been showing me to begin going back to the high schools, you know, and handing out the bread of life, dude. And um, that's what we're going to do. And, and youth, we need you. If college kids, if we need you to stoke the flame and we need you to fan the flame and we need you um, to be divine agitators, if you will. Um, God is looking for agitators. I'm just, I feel this so strong. It's, I almost want to like, shake my camera. He's wanting you to agitate your atmosphere. Um, it's the agitators that that begin to make Jesus famous. And we know that Jesus chose a bunch of broken people, but it was said of them in, in Acts, these people, what? These are they that turn the world upside down. <laughs> they recognize there's something on these people that cannot be stopped. How can we fight this? You understand? And so what Dude. the enemy means for evil, God means for good. And for every kid that was just shot recently, God's going to raise up so many more um, in these shootings. And uh, speaking of a kid, I had this great story for y'all because I feel like just in lieu of time, I just want to keep these stories rolling Sure. because some of you are hearing bit by bit and you're hearing story by story. And you're, you're getting faith. And that's what I'm trying to do in this episode is give you faith yeah. to activate the miraculous in your life. So, uh, Jeff, do you have any questions or thoughts? No, man, before? I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. I think this is great. So like a Tommy gun, we just keep going and yeah, dude. shooting them off. But girl, uh, not a girl, but this, this boy came up to us in England. Now, England is one of the places where I've seen the power of God, the strongest on the streets. And I think that's cool because England is one of the witchcraft centers of the entire world. Mm -hmm. And God does miracles in the midst of darkness. Just look at Galilee before Jesus showed up. It was said that it was a great darkness was upon Galilee, but man, light shone. And look what happened, man. Thousands came to hear. They were willing to go without food because they could not wait to hear the words of life spoken through this man. We've heard about him. They were telling their friends, oh my God, have you heard about this charismatic young guy? He's like 30 years old and he's like, he's he's saying things that are making the religious leaders mad. And he, I think he's the one. I think he's the one. Let's go see him. You know, I think this is the Messiah. I think he's here. And that's the, that's the excitement that begins to happen when God does miracles. So we were on the streets and we were preaching in Norwich, England, and it's a high concentrated witchcraft capital of England. And we were actually, the, the, mo, the, the, the theme of this conference was to talk about the supernatural and to uh, train and equip leaders to go to the streets to, 
to see miracles. So that day we had met a bunch of skater kids and they're about teenagers, probably, I don't know, but very young. And they came and saw what we were doing. And we've been praying for people and we struck a struck struck a conversation up with these kids. And we were like, hey, listen, we're out here. Now, this is a fun point of contact. Some of you may want to try this. Just just start a little show like TikTok or like Instagram or like YouTube and just tell people, take your phone and just take a person with you and say, hey, we're doing a little show. We got a little show and we're have it to be a theme of the supernatural. So that's what these kids were like, we, we got this supernatural show and we're praying for people or we're we're seeing if we can see wild, you know, wonders. And so the kids were like, all right, we'll be on the show. So they were all excited and we were praying for them. One kid's thumb got healed. Um, one skater kid's back got instantly healed and he was freaking out. And he was like, bro, I'm not kidding you, man. There's something on my back. So he's like, I'm not kidding, mate. It's better. It's better. <laughs> you know? And so um, when his back got healed, this is weird, Jeff. All of these dudes that looked like they were in a gang came up to us and they were a gang came up to us and they were like, they saw that what we were doing and it reminded me of them accusing Jesus of magic. They said, no, nah, you guys are voodoo. And dude, they tried to convince the kids that what we were doing was voodoo. And so, um, you know, the devil's trying to come and break this up. So what do you do? Right. So all I, I'm a creative and I just immediately thought this whole scenario up. I, I felt like I was to look at those men and have boldness and say these words. I looked at them and I said, we are not practicing voodoo. And I said, I've got more power in my pinky than all of the antichrists of hell. And if you don't believe me, come and speak to me right now. And you'll know God is real because he's going to show up for you. So, dude, I'm like, I'm like, okay. That You're just like, came out of my like, mouth. It's, it's, out, it's out before you can catch it kind of a thing. Dude, and, and God, God has you, like, you might think you're the most introverted person, which normally I am. But it's like, did I just say that? <laughs> like, it came out of me, bro. And that's that's the boldness of God. That's what the disciples prayed for when they were being persecuted. They met, they prayed, and they asked God for boldness. Grant unto your servants boldness and stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders in the name of your holy child, Jesus. Boom, there you go. There's another scripture on signs and wonders. So you pray for boldness and God gives it to you. I just looked at a gang and I told them, and I found out later they were a drug dealing gang. And I told them, this ain't voodoo. I have more power in my pinky than all the antichrists of hell. And if you don't think God's real, come and talk to me and I'll prove he's real. And Jeff, guess what else I said? I said, if he doesn't show you he's real, you can beat me up right now. All of you. It was like, okay, money, that's, that's going a little too far. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like the team, like, oh, that was going too far, man. But the team, they were all like, yeah, man, come on. Like these young kids we were training were with us, watching us, and they were like, yeah, God can do miracles. All right, so they came, and we dealt with those guys later, okay? The reason I say that, and I forgot to mention, one of the reasons they thought we were practicing voodoo is because, and I kid you not, we saw a kid grow that had stunted growth, and he grew. And it, it Jeff, I've heard um, 
who was it that prayed for people and they would they would grow? James Maloney. You remember James Maloney? No, I have no James idea. James Maloney. <laughs> he's passed away, but he had a great ministry, man. And he would go to Jordan and do missions, and Holy Ghost was with him so strong. But one of the signature miracles of James Maloney was he would pray for people and he would watch them grow. And in fact, he would hold his hand above their head and uh, he would say, in the name of Jesus, grow. And they would go like this <laughs> and they'd measure them and they'd be taller than they were before. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. So this kid, who had just gotten his back healed, he said, mate, he looked at me and he said, mate, I got, I got another question, mate. And he was like, this is the kid that got his back healed. And he was like, mate, can God make me grow? And I said, what? And he goes, he goes, see, I take this medication for ADD. And if you pray for me, can God make me grow? So what, Jeff, what do you tell people that ask you, can you make me grow? <laughs> well, there's, there's only, I mean, there's, there's only two act, two, two responses. Yes or no. It's right? either. Yes. It's either. No, maybe or... really in that instance constitutes as a no, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So I just thought of the commercial ch 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 chia like growing, but anyways, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I didn't even have to think about it. The Holy spirit just spoke through me. Just say yes. Yeah. Yes. I've never seen it, but why not? These kids aren't saved. Why not? You know what I mean? And that's, that's the invitation to heaven. Your why not? Your yes. Um, that's all God. Whew. Dude, I feel like crying, but that's, that's all God needs, man. All he needs is your yes. And so I said, yes. And what we did was we watched the line of horizon of the buildings behind him. And as we prayed, I was just like, I don't know what to say. Like, who who knows what to say? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you say, dear father, what do you say? What equation do we do? What? All I said Jesus was, grow. I don't know. That's what I said. That's exactly <laughs> it. I just said, in the name of Jesus, grow, grow. And he started growing off the ground. Okay. I kid you not. That's when the gang came. Because they thought we were doing voodoo. And I kid you not, I just asked the cameraman that filmed that the other, the other, like a, a few months back, have you seen that kid? He said, dude, I saw him the other day and he was tall. <laughs> so, dude, this was a short little stubby kid, but he grew, man. So here's what God did for those kids that day. They got all of them. They all of them, they got saved. Okay, so you're asking me, why make people grow? I ask you, why does Jesus heal lepers? Why did he do that stuff? Why did he? And the answer is always so that people can get saved. That's really it. Very simple. So those kids got saved and the voodoo kids, I'm, I, I call them the voodoo kids, but the, they were accusing us of doing voodoo. Voodoo gang. This guy came up to us and I said that about my pinky. And he was like, all right, I'll take you up on that. And it's either Jesus shows up and he and speaks to these kids or I'm I'm going to get beat up. Yeah, your face is ground beef. I gave him permission. So I'm either in the mm. hospital or the Lord's going to speak. So you know, you may say that's that's crazy faith. I can't have that kind of faith. Sure you can. 
Why not? I mean, think about it like this way. You only live once. So YOLO, why don't you just try? You know, like, why don't you just dare God? So, and he'll show up. So I looked at this man and I said, I see you on these streets. This is all I said. It wasn't a really profound word, but I said, I see you on these streets and you're, you're, you're leading people all over the streets of England, all over these streets that you walk to Jesus and you're, I see it. I was like, I don't know why, but, and I said, I also said something to the effect of your father loves you because your father was never there for you. And that's what broke him the most. But what also broke him was he's like, you don't understand. I meet people all over the streets. And for you to tell me that makes complete sense. He was like, here's the deal, bro. I'm a backslidden Christian. I go to church, but I'm a drug dealer. And I was like, doesn't matter. I was like, it doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus died for you. All you need to do is give it to him because he wants to use your gift to lead people to Christ, not give them drugs, you know, give them the bread of life. And so those guys, I mean, I, I'm telling you, dude, like, thank God I didn't get beat up that day. Woo! You're like, <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, dude, thanks for bailing they, me out of that one. God, there were some scary looking dudes. I would not want to get beat up. Um, and that's always a fun story, bro, because those guys, the skater kids got saved. The kid who grew got saved. The gang got saved. He was like, he even told his gang, come on, we're going to pray. He made them all. He was a leader and he made his gang come and say the sinner's prayer with us on the streets. So this is what God wants to do. He wants to do it in tent revivals like we've done. He wants to do it in international outdoor gatherings. He wants to do it in arenas but he wants to do it in schools, bro. He wants to do it in middle schools, elementary schools. He wants to do miracles in the cafeterias, bro. Come on, guys, get a hold of this. It's outdoors. It's outdoors. It's outside. It's outside. That's where God longs to go. I can't get this through enough. And um, that reminds me too. I know I'm like, I'm just, I'm, this is probably one of the, the fastest interviews I've ever run through, but I'm on fire today. Yeah, like no, something dude, new it. and fresh is happening right now, bro. Yeah. But um, speaking of outside, have you ever been on a plane with somebody and you just knew you're supposed to talk to them about the Lord? And if you don't, this is like your their only chance. You know what I mean? Mm. So I was watching Thor. Um, it had just come out um, on the airplane movie entertainment section. So I was on a trip actually to England um, and I was watching Thor just being my normal self, you know, and this kid would not, this kid would not shut up. Like I was sitting next to this kid. He would not stop talking. He was like, blah, 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 blah. And he was oh, like, was okay. He, was he like a little kid? Uh, yeah. Young. I would say 18 maybe. Okay. And he, so. he would just, he was like, I, I, I don't want to come to this, this stupid, this stupid place, man. Like my family's making me come here and I got to go on some retreat and like, I, I, I don't want to be on this trip. And he just, he's like telling me his whole life story. And oftentimes when people start opening up to you, it's God's like, listen, because there's, yeah. there's a reason why they trust you. Mm -hmm. They see something on you. Um, they see leadership on you. They see Jesus in you. Um, and I began to, he, he's like, so why are you, why are you going to England? And um, this is where vernacular begins to change because immediately your, your intuition is to say, well, I'm going to preach in a church. 
you know, and we're going to have a conference. But God was like, no, like change your vernacular. Uh, and I was like, well, we, I'm going to be going into this, 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 uh, this healing, um, these healing meetings. And, um, and I said, I've actually got a gift to, uh, like pray for people that, you know, like I didn't even use the word pray. I just said, I have a gift to be able to put my hands on people. And if they're hurt, if they've got sickness, they get healed. And this is what I do. And I was like, so I looked at Mohammed. His name was Mohammed. It doesn't take a lot of discernment to know he was a Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I said, as a matter of fact, Mohammed, do you, do you have anything that, that hurts you and your body? And he goes, heck yeah, man, I can't, he's like, I can't, I can't um, close my hand all the way. And I was like, well, what, what happened? And, and he said it was an injury, uh, like a, a sports related injury, at the, um, uh, injury. I think it was basketball. And I said, all right, man. And this is where it got real. You're going to love this, Jeff. I had heard um, R.W. Shambach do this same thing at one of his outdoor gatherings. And what he did was he said, all of you Muslims come up here on stage and I'm going to pray for you in the name of Muhammad to be healed and, and nothing's going to happen. And then I'm going to pray for you in Jesus name to be healed and all of you are going to get healed. And he did that. And he prayed in the name of Muhammad. <laughs> R.W. Shambach, bro, was wild. He was a wild, a wild child. He was one of the tent revival uh, of the 50s, the voice of healing revival preachers. I loved, I loved R.W. Um, his faith was nuts. Anybody that remembers R.W., but he would do that. And sure enough, nobody got healed. In the name of Mohammed, get healed. Nobody got healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Like that's the way he talked. And then they get healed. Their deaf ears would open up. So, bro, I did it. I did it. I couldn't believe I did it. But I was like, and this is how I kind of presented. I was like, Mohammed, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to put your hand in my hand. And I mean, no disrespect to your faith. But I said, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray to Muhammad to heal your hand. And I said, nothing will happen. And you'll know that he can't heal you. And then I said, but then I'm going to pray in Jesus name for your hand. And you'll know that Jesus is Lord and real. And I said, are you comfortable with that? And dude, he could have been offended, you know, because now we're bringing up religion. And that's always an offensive subject, especially for Muslims. Um, they, bro, they will debate you hard, but he said, yes, sure. Let's do it. So I was like, ding, 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 ding. So he put his hand in my hand, bro. And I said, and I said it louder because I realized if I say this loud enough, everyone else will experience it around me. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? Be a little ostentatious about it. Right. So I said, in the name of Mohammed, I command this hand to be healed. And I said, check it. And he puts his hand up and he goes like this. Nah, nothing happened. Go figure, right? Uh, and then I said, in the name of Jesus. Woo! I said, in the name of Jesus, I command your hand to be whole. And he went, oh. <laughs> he went <laughs> and I said, what? What? And he goes, my hands, like, it feels like there's something on it, like a heat. And I said, move it bro and he went oh. and dude his reaction was so priceless he was like 
it's better. And I said, you see? And then, dude, you could feel the demons. You could feel the atmosphere on that plane. You could feel unbelief just come down. And you could feel the sense and the awe of wonder of God on that plane. And so I led him to the Lord. And that was powerful. And another time I was on a plane um, and God used me to stop a like a storm, if 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 you will. Uh, and this was Jeff. This is one of my favorite signs and wonders stories. Me and my friend were on a trip coming back from Wales, and we had just had the most powerful meetings in Wales, and turbulence started hitting our plane. So let's all thank God right now for Muhammad getting saved because of that miracle. Amen. Yeah. But let's also um, let's ask God for that to come on our life as well. As I get into this next story, God, I want to heal Muslims, you know. Um, but anyways, we were on this flight, and it's the scariest plane I've ever been on. Have you ever had turbulence on your flight, Jeff? Is it? Has it I have. scared you? Um, there was, was one like, time when I was like, "Whoa!" When we went when we flew yeah. down to Florida from Oregon, mm. there was like a patch where I was like, "Dude, this was gnarly." It was it was pretty pretty gnarly. You but. you begin to like go to the altar at moments like yeah. that you know what i mean you're like if there's any hidden sin in my life i'm sorry god uh-huh. no but i'm kidding around but um it was so bad that the, the the stewardesses were running their their drink trays um back to their positions literally running down the aisle waves and bro pilots are taught to comfort people in times like this not today pal <laughs> Not today. He gets on. This was bad. This was probably an amateur pilot. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, sit down right now. That's all he said. So we were, we didn't get the like, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get through this turbulence. Don't uh-huh. worry. Just keep your seatbelt fastened. Nah, bro. We got the ladies and gentlemen, sit down right now. And dude, people were freaking bro. I saw people's drinks and they were like holding their hands. Yeah. <laughs> my friend was asleep through it all. And Later, that reminded me of Jesus being asleep in the storm. Uh Mm -hmm. I mean, that was wild. Like, I was like, dude, do you not feel this? (laughs) He woke up and we're like, (laughs) (laughs) it's scary. It was scary, man. It was scary. And I don't know what came over me, Jeff. It's just, this doesn't happen every day. It's not like I go to Kroger's every day and just, I release the glory, you know? (laughs) The holy hand grenade. Yeah. No. But but we'll talk about that later. But seriously, I'm telling you, I looked at my friend and I said, are you ready to see the glory? And I don't know why, but my friend started laughing. Like he discerned something was about to happen. Um, I heard a story of Mahesh Shabda doing this where he calmed turbulence for a woman that was sitting next to him and it freaked her out. So I had heard that story. I honored it. And here's what I did, bro. You only live once. If I'm wrong and the turbulence doesn't stop, I'm just a fool for Jesus. If I'm right and I try to stop the turbulence as a son of God, people could experience his kindness, right? So on that plane, y'all are going to think I'm nuts. But I just went, turbulence, stop. Thank you. I just said those five words. Turbulence, stop. Four words. Thank you. Bro, 
the moment I spoke those words, we went from craziness to fly in the friendly skies. And for seriously, I'm not kidding you for the next four hours home, we did not feel one bump. It was like we were on the smoothest plane ride you've ever, ever been on. And I, I preached to everyone on that plane that day. I was like the same God that stopped the storm um, that you experienced over those seas is the God that, you know, and I talked about Let's Jesus. Stop the everybody. storm inside you. Boom. There you know, we go. but the way I did it was a little less, um, you know what I mean? Less um, preachy to people. Mm -hmm. Cause I pretended like I was on a phone call and I was preaching to the person on the phone. You'll never believe what just happened. You know what I mean? So I was, I was preaching and they thought I was on the phone, but I, I declared the glory of God on that wow. plane. So there's going to be people on that flight that they'll, they'll never forget that as long as they live. Cause I remember people look back at me and they're like, how did you like, they were, they were this sense of awe. They're like, how did you just do that? You know what I mean? So that's why you had to drop Jesus, you know, so you yeah. don't take the glory, you give mm -hmm. him the glory. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's a story I hadn't even you know, plan to say, but that's, it's one of my favorites because God can use you to stop literal storms. My wife did it one time and she saw a funnel cloud uh, forming over our home. And as a sign and a wonder to my kids, she demonstrated her authority. And she said, watch this kids. You look at that forming tornado right now and you're going to see Jesus. And she looked at it and she said, in the name of Jesus, you go back up to this, to the sky. And all of a sudden it just faded away, bro. This tornado could have hit our neighborhood. And um, God can use, uh, at that time, a stay-at-home mom to stop a tornado. And y'all yeah. don't know what kind of power is inside you until you demonstrate it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's truth, well, Monday, can you, can you just pray for boldness? <laughs> yes. Boldness. My favorite thing to release, bro. Yeah. Well, it's like that old, um, you know, Michael W. Smith song, This Is Your Time. And live every moment, leave nothing to chance, and swim in the sea, drink of the deep, and embrace the mystery of all you <laughs> all you can be. It, dude, it's like that. I'm going to just release that right now. You lift your hands up wherever you are and just receive that boldness. Embrace the mystery of all you can be. And that song was written about Cassie Bernal. Here we are in the wake of a recent school shooting at that song speaks today. Mm. This is your time. It was Cassie Bernal's time uh, to stare, you know, right in the middle of the barrel of that gun. And they asked her, do you believe in the Columbine shooting? And she did not deny her faith. Do you believe in Jesus? And she said, yes. And she is a martyr. And we'll all meet her in glory. But I say to you, friends, mankind is but a breath compared to the length of eternity. Even the history of man and the future of man is but a grain of sand on the seashores of time. And I will say to you that this is your moment. <laughs> this is your time. And if you're inspired by my stories today, then I pray, God, right now that you will give them the boldness that they're asking for. Meet them now. Release the boldness of the Holy Spirit. 
They called it parasia. It's Greek. When they asked for boldness that day and the place shook and there was an earthquake, they said, give us parasia. The Greek word means a supernatural boldness, not, not of the human effort. And God, give that to your people. There it is. Some of you feel it right now. Type in the chat if you're feeling it. It's resting on your shoulders. Some of you just felt a weight of peace come. You felt the yoke of Jesus come inside your atmosphere. And he's saying, come to me, all you heavy laden, and take my burden upon you. For my yoke's easy. My burden's light. I'm meek. I'm lowly in spirit. And I shall give you a spirit of boldness. And I shall give you a spirit of humility uh, to go and shine into people that think they're destined for damnation. But you will be sent to be a sniper in the spirit. No one saw you coming and you deliver good news to a broken world. <laughs> oh, good news to a world rejected, to a world who's aborted, to a world who's confused about their identities, to a world lost in the Illuminati and different things. And they find that the light truly is all that they ever were looking for. Mm. In Jesus' name, seal it. Mm. There it is. There's the seal. And I just say that let him set a seal upon my heart. And that's the lover speaking to the, to the bridegroom. It is out of love and it is out of intimacy that this boldness will come. And it's not something you can do. You're old. You're old. I've got to muster it up is, is through. You're going to start seeing the God of thunder thunder through you. I heard his thundering voice. And many of you are going to start seeing that thundering voice echo through your, your body. And you shall be a dark horse. No one saw you coming. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And go get my wife's book, Jennifer Martin's book, The Dark Horse Prophet. Yes. That's what that's what this is it's about. It's all about. Yeah. Well, Monday, you have a new single out. Yes, sir. This is Press Rewind. And if you guys liked punk, and if you guys liked post-punk in the 80s. You will love this song. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorites that I've released so far. And here's what people are telling me, Jeff. They're saying, Monday, I've listened to your music, and all I've been listening to is the worship genre. But when I put your music on, I can't help it, but I dance. And I dance before the Lord. There's this guy in New York that supports our ministry, and he goes out into the park and plays my music and dances. And he says the glory of God releases over his parks. And most of these songs are even songs that can cross over to secular markets, mm -hmm. but it's, it's so well produced. You know, the guy that did the explosive grits song, Ooh, ah, Ooh, ah, like, 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 ooh, he did this. Yeah. That producer did all of my songs and you guys need to go listen to this, Spotify it up, YouTube yeah. it up. And while you're on YouTube, subscribe to my channel, like, and uh, like the videos. Go check out Hello 80s. We rented a Back to the Future car. 
and just let God tell you it's okay to have a little fun with some good Christian songs. Yeah, Amen. come on, come on. All right, how Thanks can people? Promo. Yeah, absolutely. Link is in the description to that actual song on his YouTube. So while you're listening to it, you can go. Oh well, the subscribe buttons there. I might as well hit the subscribe button too because I'm in the neighborhood. <laughs> right um, so also, how can people follow you, man? So what you do, I would love your follow on YouTube. That's my favorite. Just go to Monday Martin, M-U-N-D-A-Y Martin, and just subscribe. If you don't mind, just click on some videos and watch them. They're fun. Uh, yeah. Like those videos. The more likes we pick up in the algorithm, the more subscribes. And obviously, please go over to my Instagram and follow me at the handle Monday Martin. We want awesome. some Instagram track. Uh, we want some TikTok trackage. We need you. We love you. Glory. Absolutely. Love you guys. Links Appreciate in the description it, to his socials. I think your link tree is in there as well. I'm looking. Correct. I'm checking, I'm checking it now. Yeah. I put it in there and it's gone again. Man, come on. What is wrong with me? Okay. I will add your link tree. That's going to have all the good stuff in it. So I'll add that we'll in there it. as well. But Monday, thank you so much, man. I love you, man. You're great. Oh, and one of my favorite interviews. I'm not kidding. Yeah, this is fun. This is a lot of fun. I can feel the weight of the presence of the Lord after we prayed and after we released that. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Absolutely. Wow. So this has been fun. I love you, Jeff. Love you too, man. Love you too. All right, everybody. That's uh that's a wrap on Monday's show on Monday. Hardy har har. Um <laughs> you've never heard that before. Uh, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody uh tune in tomorrow 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time we got harmony klingenmeyer back and we are going to be talking about some scrumptious stuff and i'm not talking about food i'm well i'm not talking about little food i'm talking about like spiritual food it's going to be great um so tune in then also lightfire.com slash donate is how you donate all proceeds go towards keeping this free at five days a week and we so appreciate the donations. And then we take a portion of every single donation and we funnel it into our water well efforts. And we are completely transforming communities because of your guys' donations. So God bless you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Harmony Klingenmeyer. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.